and welcome to Girls Like Us, the podcast that asks the question, what does a degree in literature get you with the answer? A podcast about books for children. Sophie, how are you this Sunday morning? I'm chilling. Um, I'm keeping it real. If you follow my Instagram, you know that um, a neighborhood cat keeps showing up at our house and um, thinking that it wants to live here and come in. So we did let it in for the night the other night because it was like, like zero degrees outside and it was still mm-hmm. outside at our house at like 2 a.m. So we we're like at this point, like this cat's not going back to another house. And like no. if it stays outside for, you know, until the morning, like it probably like will die or something bad yeah. will happen. So we did let it in for the night the other night. But now like we drove home today or I drove home from work today and it was sitting on our neighbor's porch sort of doing the same thing. So I think the cat is just like, sort of a neighborhood floozy, for lack of a better word. Like, it just goes around yeah. from house to house looking for attention. We, um, it, like, snowed a lot last week, and it was very cute because in our backyard it was, like, totally white, except I could see, like, little little paw prints all around the yard from where this cat had been. Except then my friend Rebecca posted a photo on her Instagram of where she could see the rat marks all around <laughs> the garbage cans Fuck outside. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. That's really cute. We don't, we have one neighborhood cat, but I don't know if it belongs to anyone. I think Chicago has some random, allegedly we let cats, I don't know the details on this, but allegedly we let feral cats roam to kind of snap up those little rats and such. That's always like an Um, urban legend that I've heard that I have never bought completely. Like, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, there are feral cats. I won't. Yeah. Yeah, no. I choose not to, so. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but we have an important topic to discuss that I'm asking you to explain to me because I just have Mm -hmm. not had the time this week to fully engage in this drama, but I'm, I'm absolutely dying to, and I think now is the time. Okay. Um, let's talk about it. So you kind of texted me the other day and were like, what's this cheer drama I'm hearing of? And I think unlike me, you have not been following Ladarius's TikTok account. Um, of course, Ladarius is... Uh, one of the guys from Cheer, and he and Monica had a falling out the second season. And then they kind of did this forced thing where, like, Monica apologized, but, like, Ladarius has since said, like, basically there was a lot of pressure from production for him to come in and be like, yeah. Um, He's also a Black guy, and there's, like, a lot of kind of, uh, like, and and Navarro does have some, it has more a lot of Black men, but other than, but it's still, like, a majority white, and, like, basically the idea that that production, if he doesn't do this, is going to be like, look at this crazy black man um, up against, you know, Monica, this white woman. So, but here's the drama. Because Ladarius, um, uh, basically stuff came out about Gabby Butler, who Gabby Butler on the show is like the, she was like YouTube famous, right? Her parents are like really weird. Yes, (laughs) she did. She's the one who, she's the purveyor of the watermelon diet. Yes, yeah, which Um, is not good. She, Um, like, yeah, so she, the whole thing with Gabby is that she was, like, a cheer world celebrity before the show started. Like, she had a YouTube channel and an Instagram. And she kind of got special treatment for that because they'd be like, oh, she's going to go off in California and do this All-Stars, but then she'll come back to Navarro. Um, And then stuff came out. Number one, a photo of Gabby in blackface came out. And I think Now, explain this photo to me because I haven't seen the photo. Um... I don't, I never really had the will to Google Gabby Butler blackface. Or blackface, yeah. Um, but were, was she the only person in the photo? Like, is it no, like No, it's like, 
I believe it's like a photo of her like in a car smiling. Um, I'm having, yeah, it's, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a photo of her in a car smiling and it's just her in it. Um, so I think that it came from basically here, here's, here's what she was saying. I think that she was saying that this was part of hazing that everyone had to do. Ladarius is saying she kind of chose to do blackface on her own. Um, and then that he, but he was saying that there is hazing involved. Like he posted a video of like, they make like all these kids like, cause remember on the show, they're like, we're doing a scavenger hunt and you have to know all the history of Navarro. Like yeah. it goes way worse than that. Obviously like it's college hazing and they um, like had them all walking around the campus, like with bags over their head, blindfolded. Um, and I think he is also kind of the only one from Navarro um, that is like saying anything um, about, um, like this hazing, like everyone else is, and is going against Gabby at all. Um, yeah. So like, um, this is what Gabby said. Um, the veterans all made us dress in all black and paint our faces all black. Um, certain members wore ski masks. They did not have, um, uh, face paint. My rookie teammates, including a few who also happen to be people of color, asked to do this and we complied with the request as we did not want to get in trouble with said veterans. Um, but, and then I, yeah, Ladarius, I think said, basically, that's not true. Um, here's where the biggest tea comes in though, is that Ladarius and Gabby were fucking the whole time at Navarro. Now, before we knew that they were best friends, but we did not know that they were fucking. And he posted like videos of them, like after sex, like kissing. And he said that she has cheated on all of her boyfriends with him, including her current boyfriend. See, this is the thing that's mind-blowing because it's, like, that I just, I don't know, like, kind of the whole, like, and this sort of shows, like, that, it shows me, at least, that um, the part of, like, like, the systemic issue here is, like, that the Netflix series came in to, like, narrativize everything, and within the narrative Mm -hmm. of the Netflix show, like, it had to be that, like, Ladarius was, like, a queer black man, like, in order for them to, like, yeah. you know, like, they had to be, like, he's gay, he only likes men, like, in order for them to sort of, yeah. like, sanitize and desexualize a lot of the tension between some of the characters um, of the documentary yeah. and for that, like, inspiration porn angle. Um and, mm-hmm. like, the whole time, all these kids are fucking sexually experimenting with each other, come to find out. And I would have loved a documentary about that. Yeah, and and I also found one of Ladarius's TikTok was, that was, like, when you, um, you're gay your whole life, but then you come to college and one pretty girl changes that. So I do think he is, he is bisexual. He also said that he was hooking up with Justin, who was like a, it's like that short white guy um, who was on the team. Um, uh, I'm just double checking my, my, um, my sources on what Ladarius said. Um, okay. So he said, no, what we won't do is throw other people out under of color under the bus. The re- This is what Ladarius says. The rest of the minority spoke out against this. I personally talked to you and said that it was not a good idea. So no, we didn't all feel the same. Um, and basically, um, 
he said, I'm tired. I'm no longer backing her. The only reason I was backing her is because uh, we were sleeping together. Uh, the only reason we dealt with each other is because we were with each other. This girl literally slept in my dorm every single day we were at Navarro. Um, and so basically I think he's saying that this was kind of like an option. Like she didn't have to do this. Unlike the other hazing that I guess they all did have to do. Um, yeah. I don't know this, it, that culture is, is really wild. And I mean, you know, that well, kind of like in the book we're reading today, like it, there's no way that like Monica did not know about that. I mean, certainly the like weird coaches knew about it and were probably like straight up like yeah. involved with it. Um, the weird but yeah, coach that was drinking because with they all really the students. were not presented. Yeah, they they were. It was not presented like they were together at all. And I mean, I think that they were to quote to quote the kids. They were sneaky links. Like, but it, everyone knew about it though. It, but they Ugh. maybe were not like boyfriend and girlfriend. But at least Ugh. sexually and and somewhat romantically, they were together. Um, but yeah, that was the bombshell for me. Was that they were they were fucking. Um, yeah, I just like. You know, it does kind of connect to the book today, and it, it does kind of connect to also the private conversation we were having before we started the podcast, which is just that anytime a bunch of, like, people, you know, in their teens and early 20s are, like, thrust into a living environment together, right? it's just, like, at a certain point, there are only bad and chaotic outcomes. Like, the amount yes. of things that people do and, like, the ways that people treat each other when they're given a long leash and they're treated mm-hmm. like they're better than everybody else. You know, in the sake, in the case of Navarro, they're better than everybody else because they're these like high octane cheerleaders. In the case of this book, they're better than everybody else because they're rich and I quote unquote smart. Um, they're yeah. given a lot of leeway to just like do bad things. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like do weird sex things to each other. Yeah. Um, and there's like no, like, I don't know. Like, Monica, the more and more I hear about it, and like, you know, what was like the horrible shit that was going on, you know, with Jerry and like the literal, mm-hmm. like, criminal things that he was doing and the things that were going on with, um, like the racism and the hazing, um, any form of yeah. hazing is bad. Like, every, right. like, and to be an adult and to hear about that. And to not unequivocally shut it down and to, like, tacitly endorse it. And that's the issue. I mean, that's the issue when you have any group at any institution that you are holding above the rest. So at Navarro, that's the cheerleaders. Like, because, essentially, Monica had stuff to lose by stopping the hazing. Like, not excusing it, but, like, you can understand... um, It's not like she was just like, I don't care. It's like, you actively lose loyalty if you stop that hazing yes. which is and that's the reason that people do haze is because it it, it enmeshes you um, right to the group Into a social so, group yeah yeah and sh- that's what she was all about because otherwise like how are you going to have control and make people like keep like um you know have like five concussions and and you're yeah. still going to be like tossing them up in the air yeah um, how do you let a teenager how do you get a teenager to let you use a bunch of other teenagers to launch their frail body into the air. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, they're all, they're all weird. Uh, there was also like drama about like Ladarius was like, they took my dog. I don't know about that. Um, what happened there, but there's some also drama with like that, the like woman assistant coach who came in the second season, that one guy just left that cap, whatever. <laughs> like that, yeah. That guy. That, yeah. Um, they never saw yeah. his ass again. 
And the other thing that Ladarius was bringing up, I was like, it, the he was he was upset too because like the fact that he went against Monica was at least publicly more upsetting to people on the team than like Jerry's charges were. Uh, yeah, like it's it's worse too because that's like showing like that he wasn't loyal to the team. Like that's worse than yeah. literally like you know abusing minors is not showing loyalty to Monica. So that culture is weird. And like, I am sure that this is not something like, I don't think it's necessarily even athletics. Like there's definitely like an extra layer of like, you know, because there's like physicality involved, like that adds another layer to it. And like, you can be like physically hurt by a lot of that. But I, I mean, I know that that's not anything that's unique to any, anytime you have a group that gets like really like special treatment and is left unchecked, like, that type of shit is going to happen. And because you can't trust the adults involved to shut, to shut that down. Exactly. That's the crazy thing. Like if I think about me and if I were placed in charge of a bunch of like, like recently post pubescent teens and early 20 somethings, I would spend every day of my life fucking terrified about like their safety and like how they were treating each other. And like, if they were making, like, good or bad choices. Because to me, I'm like, that's all in my name. You know what I mean? Right. So I can't imagine how these people, like, it really is, like, that winning mentality where all of a sudden you start winning. (laughs) It's that Dr. Ben winning. He's vaccinated (laughs) them all. Dr. Ben winning has chipped them all. Yeah, Dr. Um, Ben winning has chipped them all with, like, bad fucking morality centers and inability to self-govern because they're so obsessed with being a part of this cheerleading machine. And it's like, all I see there is shit that implicates Monica. You know, it's like, right. Yeah. She should not be like still invited to like dancing with the stars reunion shows and shit like that. Yeah. Like, well, she was not very good on dancing with the stars. So, um, no, even wasn't. though I believe the live day happened, maybe like a few days, didn't it happen just like a few days after like the Jerry stuff dropped? Like she was having a bad week. Yeah. So I guess I Yeah, can. she was having a bad week. And then she still had to go on live TV. Yeah. But you know what? Go get go get fucking chipped by Dr. Ben Winning. Like Yeah. And dance your little tush off. I'm just having a little bit of a bad week because, you know, my work changed insurance. And so but Dr. Ben Winning is no longer in my network anymore. So Fuck. I'm I'm kind of having to kind of reevaluate. You know, and for primary care, like, once you find a really good primary care practitioner, right. like, you don't want to lose them. So maybe I'll just be paying out of pocket for Dr. Ben Winnie. Yeah. It might, be, it might be worth it. So Well, we'll I've see. been paying out of pocket for my tinctures from Dr. Ben Winning for a while. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, I took up Your a second job and yeah. a second mortgage <laughs> on my home. Um, but so far, it, it has been worth it. Yeah. Speaking of bad behavior from adolescence, um, we're here today to talk about the second book in the private series by Kate Bryan, um, mm-hmm. titled Invitation Only, um, mm-hmm. in reference to, uh, it's sort of like a gossip girl and that it's all leading up to a fancy party at the end. Um, right. That is, say it with me now, Invitation Only. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it is a masquerade party. Unlike most party. parties. Yeah. Unlike most parties that are not invitation only. Yeah, most parties are kind of a... <laughs> you just walk into, you know. Yeah. You hear about a party at your neighbor's house, you go down the block, you kick the door open and start yeah. drinking all their beer. Um, but, uh, 
We read the first private book, appropriately titled Private, um, mm-hmm. came out in 2006. We read that um, a long time ago. Yeah. I barely remember I barely remember either. What I, I do remember is that we read it and then it was like, oh, there's a murder in the other ones, but they don't touch on that at all in the first one. And so that yes. made us be like, let's read the second one, which I do have to admit, I did enjoy this one more than I remembered enjoying the first one. I mean, I literally don't remember when we read the first one, and I don't. Yeah, I remember, unfortunately, like there's no way for us to look that up. So. There's no way for us to look there's that up. There's no way. For us I to look that up, can't so. possibly be bothered to look that up. Um, <laughs> doing a podcast is not labor, um, and I refuse to make it so. But I, I, I guess I was just trying to like go back in my mind, and because I was convinced. And this is an admission. I was convinced that when I opened this book, that private was the same thing as the Gallagher girls. Um, yeah. So I really felt like I was on a different planet because these girls are in high school and they drink and fuck and say um, bad things about each other. So yeah. I was expecting to read Gallagher girls, which is like jaunty middle school spies. Um, and I, what I ended up reading was girls drinking beer in the woods in the first scene. Um, yeah. But I liked this. I mean, I liked it. I think it was it's very cheap and that the whole time there's a character missing the whole time and they don't find this character's murdered body until the end of the book. Um, yeah. Which is disappointing because I also was like, oh, like, you know, we talked about it, that it it happened, it turned into a murder, but we really don't get any real murder content until the final page of the novel. So that was, that was disappointing. Um, But this book is still mostly about like internal drama between the girls at the school. Um, It takes place. We recorded it. Sorry, we've recorded um, Private in June 28th, 2021. Oh, my God. So, so that was a long time ago. That was almost... Yeah. That was like one and a half years ago. Because I was like, did we read it this year? And like, it was just so kind of boring that we we skipped it, but no. So I was still living in Chicago when we recorded that. Like, that was like right before Damn. I moved. Damn, that's Yeah, crazy. true. Yeah, yeah, you didn't okay. know all so the I, law stuff you know now. No. Oh, my God. Take me back, honey. Um, okay, so I, I give myself a little bit more grace about, like, not remembering the yeah. first book at all. Um, but this book, you know, it's like the it's like all the other series books that we read that it gave me context at the beginning for what I was reading. Right. But I just, I could not remember, like, why or how we were connected to these girls and like why we cared about them. But I got, as the book went on, obviously I got good context. And basically what we, what we enter into is there's this girl Reed, her boyfriend, Thomas, who in the last book they slept together. And then she learned he was addicted to drugs and like the drug dealer for the entire school. So he's gone missing, but she has reason to party because she just got to move into, um, the Billings house, which is the most exclusive dorm on campus with the Billings girls, the most popular girls on campus. Uh, She was able to do that because one of the girls in it was caught cheating. 
the girl caught cheating Leanne um, accused these like popular Billings girls of framing her. Um, And then, um, so Lee is now, or not Lee, Reed is now um, uh, rooming with this girl, Natasha. So the first night there, they're all drinking beer. They're talking about how this guy, Thomas, who just disappeared is probably going to, he'll be back for legacy, which is this party. Um, and then Natasha comes over and she's been like very like, um, kind of, uh, mad at, at, uh, Reed for replacing her roommate. But then she's like, Hey, we're friends now. Let's take a picture. And then this guy comes in, Walt, is his name Walt Whitaker? Walt Whitaker. Yes. Walt Whitaker. Yeah. They call him Whit. Whit. Yeah. Who I'm kind of imagining as like a Dave Batista. Like I'm imagining like a wrinkly headed Dave Batista is a little bit how he's described. Really funny. Well, like they, tiny glasses, I, big body. Yeah. They describe him as very big. And so I was also thinking wrinkly head Dave Batista. But yeah. then they're like, every girl in school wants to be with him. And I'm like, why would all these high schoolers want to saddle up on wrinkly head Dave Batista? He must yeah. look more like Channing Tatum or something like, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like he's some kind of, he, Sorry, there's a piece of hair in my mouth. He's some kind of jock. He's some kind of like, I don't know, like like muscle football boy or something like that. Because like yeah. the whole thing is everybody's like, oh my God, Wit's back. Which like, where was he? All of a sudden they're like, in China. he's back. Yes, he was, but I he mean was like. studying abroad in China, yeah. But like, they don't really, it's like they needed to introduce a new character. So they're like, oh, he was in China, obviously. We all yeah, know obviously. that. And it's like, okay, whatever. But he comes back and says a bunch of, like, insensitive things about studying abroad in China. And then promptly, even though Reed, the main character, says slash thinks that she has a boyfriend in Thomas, even though he's disappeared, um, Mm -hmm. her and Wit uh, make out. out. And Wit is, like, very much like, "Mm, my lady, can I get you may I take your beer for you, madame? Like, he's very much that yeah. type of dude. Um, yeah, he's very Which chivalrous. is kind of a funny, funny written character. I mean, I knew guys like that in high school. Like, that's, like, not necessarily a, like, milady type guy, but, like, I'd rather talk to the adults than... I'm at a party, you're going to find me chatting up the parents, talking about yeah. politics. It's like that type of guy. I, I didn't really know any dudes like that in high school, but I didn't really know any dudes... Period. Because I went period, to all yeah. school. There wasn't a lot of, yeah, there wasn't a lot of like, um, like chivalry stuff among the dudes. Like it was mostly just like we played video yeah. games and hang that's out. that's to say, were these men chivalrous? At least the ones I know, no. But th- were yeah. they like this type of guy who's like condescending? Yes. So more yes. just like the condescending type of dude. Well, like I associate chivalry with condescension in a lot of ways. You know right. what I mean? Because like every time a man like wants to act chivalrous, he it's ends up to manipulate. Yeah. Exactly. Like there's yeah. like no like there's no I feel like until you have you're in like a real relationship with somebody, like there is no chivalry. But even like chivalry is like, I don't know, like when Nick gets out of bed in the middle of the night to get me a glass of water, is that chivalry or is that just like having a level of respect and wanting to care for your partner? Um, right. It would be chivalry if he was like, now, dear Sophie, uh, I'll get, and then he like, he gave it to you and he like waited there for like you to like be like, oh my gosh, thank you. I mean, I, I'm sure you say thank you, but not like, oh my God, you are the most I don't say thank you. man ever. 
You I throw don't back in his you. face. No, I say <laughs> you you're throw a little, the glass in his face. Yeah. I'm like, you're a little bitch. You're a little bit. Well, actually, last night, he, right as he was, like, I was in bed reading before he came to bed. Like, he was playing his game or whatever. And I was like, yeah. he came to bed and he hadn't filled his water bottle and he took a sip out of mine but I have to like it's kind of like a like I'm very anal about going to bed with a full water bottle so that I know if I wake up in the middle of the night I have access to as much water as possible right um so he came to bed and he took a sip out of my water and I was like don't you dare fucking get into this bed until you fill my water up with filtered water again and he was like oh it's filtered water yeah I've switched to I have yeah so like we keep the Brita on the counter because I need it room temp downstairs. I switched to filtered wow, water recently. I am want, a freak. You want warm room temp water? Yes. Or you want We've to, talked yeah. about this. It's because of my yeah. it's because of my trauma. So don't make fun of oh, me. Oh yeah. Um it's because I smashed my smashed my face in and my teeth for like the longest time couldn't handle cold oh, water. Yeah that is true. Um, yeah. So um, think twice before you come at me for something bad that happened to me. Sophie, um, I've cherished our season of podcasting, but I think it's <laughs> it's time to let you go. Um, uh, I'm getting, my needs are too much. Um, but yeah. I did, I decided to switch to filtered water. I've always been a tap water person. I've always been like, I'll drink out of a puddle if I need to. But um, I talked about my incident where I realized I was drinking out of a moldy water bottle for like a week. And it was uh, yeah. harming my body. Yeah. So after We've that, all been there. I, yes. After yeah. that, I kind of have gotten a little bit weird about, like, I want to know that my water is as clean as possible. Cause I'm like, That's that fair. mold was coming from somewhere. Yeah. Probably your spit. Probably your backwash is where that was coming from. Definitely my backwash, but I just, I want to be as careful as possible. And that's why I, I started like putting I, like, like a dropper like, of bleach into my throat every morning. <laughs> that's what do- well, that's what Doctor Binwinning says is is actually helpful for you. And you exactly, that's my bleach, tincture. Like, yeah, MRSA. yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I I remember at orientation, this one RA was like, um, and make sure to clean your stuff because I um, know a guy who his roommate like didn't wash his stuff at all, and then there's mold in it, and then he died. Now. I think I might be he making that died? Up, the died portion of, but that's how it was implied to us. It was like I think it was that he died, um, which I would invest in a Brita. My issue is that it doesn't filter out the microplastics, which is what I'm scared of the most. Um, Does it? But not? there's like no way to do that. No, no. The only way you can do that is like with like reverse osmosis. Like you have to like install it like under your sink. Um. um Okay, I might do that. I I want to get one of those like water bottles that like auto filters the water for you. Like I want one of those like like, two hundred dollar like portable water. Yeah, portable water filtration systems. Have you seen Um, the woman on TikTok who's like, "Y'all, I've lost two hundred pounds, and this is how I'm doing it." And then she has water recipes. So she's like, this is wedding cake water. And it's like, no, they're called skinny syrups. And she's like, this is skinny coconut syrup and skinny vanilla almond syrup. And then she's like, y'all, I know these girls at a juice shop. They make the best juice. I've linked to it. And then you link to it. And it's of course, like, it's like an Herbalife scam, like a tea shop. Anytime you hear tea shop, um, you know that it's Herbalife. I think that any time that somebody puts like a sugar-free syrup into water to make 
like a wedding cake flavored water (laughs) that that actually does like the Jesus thing and transfigures the water into a 100% microplastic like yeah (laughs) well it's not good I think called skinny skinny vanilla almond syrup like and that's like they don't have aspartame in them so I'm like then what do they have in them like what is making (laughs) what do they have yeah um these skinny syrups yeah, it's, you might as well just go get a too. full body X-ray without wearing any protective mm-hmm. equipment. Like, and I think it's like something like with like Weight Watchers or something because like th- she's like this counts towards your water goal. Like, well, I think it's, it's like you need to ha- hit your water goal every day. So I'm assuming this is part of like whatever program, um, like that she is promoting. Um, you have well, to hit your as water somebody goal. as somebody who was put on Weight Watchers as a 12 year old. Um, I can say that water goal is not part of Weight Watchers, but I think that water goal is like a general, general thing, term. like a, a thing. I don't for, hit my water goal. So maybe I need this wedding cake shit. I think my disease comes from the fact that I exceed my water goal every day and so I constantly, yeah, like I'm peeing every 10, like I'm a pee freak. I pee like an old man because I... Like, there's something, like, especially in the winter, like, as soon as I feel my body get dehydrated, it's like, well, pack it up for the day. Like, it's over. Like, might as well just try again tomorrow. Um, I'm a hydration freak. It's like, I can feel the second I'm dehydrated, and it just, like, ruins my whole shit. But um, I think the water goal is something that, like, women who are middle-aged who have um internalized issues with food hyper fixate on because it goes into like the wellnessification and like the gamifying yeah. of wellness that has like taken over the wedding cake of fine of wellness yeah the wedding yeah. cake of fine uh, i guess like this is all to say that i like, if somebody tried to serve me wedding cake water, I think it might instantly kill me. Like, it might be one of those, like, yeah. chemical combinations that just, like, taps me out. Yeah, that seems like it's, like, a like a code for some sort of, like, uranium, like... Well, yeah. you remember in, in Get Smart when they were talking about yellow cake. It was freaking wedding yeah. cake, honey. Um, I will say my I love only, wedding cake-flavored oh, frozen yogurt. It's disgusting. a good flavor. Disgusting. My only water goal is uh, how many water slides I'm going to hit when I'm at the freaking water park. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's probably where the mold came from. You probably have mold living in your body from being out of water. <laughs> exactly. Water from, park. like, all of the trips. Have I told you about the time that, so there used to be, first of all, Zuby Wet and Wild or whatever. Zumbizy Bay. Um, Zumbizy Bay. I have a, I have a. Uh, we've killed the indoor water park in the U.S. Like, there used yeah. to be four within, like, driving range of Columbus. Now there's only, like, Great, Great Wolf, Wolf Lodge. Lodge. The beach. The beach yeah. is outdoors, I guess. The beach is outdoors. Yeah, it doesn't count. Um, There used to be Coco By the Key. way, guys, the beach is a water park on the highway across from Kings <laughs> Island. That it, yeah. it, is not, it is not connected to a beach in any way, shape, or form. Just to it's clarify. Two, it's like three water slides in full view of the highway. Like you could you could lay your yeah. arm out uh on the water slide and like touch and the highway. Have it cut off. Um do you remember the theme song for yeah. it? Yeah. At the beach um, water resort. At the beach water resort. Do 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 do. Yeah. Right across from um, the island. 
Right across from the eye. That that was the best well, part. Kings, well, doesn't Kings Island have a water park? Too, Kings Island has their own water park because they said yeah. we we're sick of looking at that freaking beach over there. Like run that shit <laughs> yeah. out of business. Yeah. Um, but there used to be um, there used to be uh, one called Coco Key that was like near Dayton. Um, yes. That now you drive past it and it's literally oh, fully and that abandoned. That song I was singing was was Coco Key. Actually, it was it Coco was not the Key beach. Water Resort. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, and um, then there was one um right in Columbus called Fort Rapids that we went to for my brother's like eighth birthday, mm-hmm. and um the next day um I went mountain biking with my dad. I, you know, I was like 10 years old and like we had this like mountain biking trail we would always go to. And I <laughs> shat my pants for like, oh my like God, an hour straight. Like literally, I remember like a mound of shit, like up to my knees type thing, like could not control it on a, on a child's mountain bike. Like, no, like whatever and your dad was, was like, in keep me. going, keep going. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The dog was like licking it off my leg. Um, <laughs> ew, ew. <laughs> um, but oh my God. um whatever uh whatever you know what, like, that, it, it's not that you even ingested it probably like, worked its way in like subcutaneously like it it exactly. was like under, went under your toenail or something over to, like, <laughs> exactly. up to your stomach. Yeah, but whatever bacteria caused me to do that is still in my body and that's what's in right? my backwash like inserting mold into all of my uh, all of my yeah. water bottles. It's probiotic. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, anyway, back to the book. Back to this book. Um, yeah, so she makes up with this guy, Whitaker, and then this becomes a very, like, long, and, like, basically, she is going through hazing in this book because all the girls are like, you're our maid for the week, you little glass licker, and this very, like, uh, psychosexual uh, kind of hazing ritual uh, where she makes them, uh, like, clean all their bedrooms and stuff, make their beds, vacuum, et cetera. Um, I could tell that this book was written in 2006 because at one point this girl calls her blue collar and then she's like, well, I'd rather be blue collar than have a silver spoon up my ass. And then this girl pours, quote unquote, her blush beads on the floor and like tramples them in, which those were huge. I always wanted the physician's formula ones. Um, But those were the only people I knew who who made blush beads. Um, I don't know. They're in their little lab coming up with their... Yeah, color changing lip gloss and such. Do you remember like bath beads? Yeah, which and now they're kind of coming back in. I've seen people make bath oil beads on TikTok, which seems like a really bad idea because you could slip and fall and die. Um, I don't know bath bombs. But couldn't you slip and fall? I still use bath salts, but oh, you use bath salts? Yeah, you're admitting to that in public. I'm a bath salt. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Uh. There, um, the, uh, I don't know, it, like, if putting bath oil in your bath is any, like, inherently more dangerous than, like, putting anything in your bath. Like, people slip yeah. and fall and die in the bath constantly. That's, like, one of the most popular ways to die. Um, yeah, unfortunately. Um, I just would think because other stuff, like, soap, like, washes away with water, but oil may not. Like, yeah. oil might still leave a coating. That would be my... I mean, I'm sure it's formulated. Yeah. I don't know. Did you use those? Did you ever eat one? Um, did I ever... 
eat one. No, not to my knowledge. Did I use them? Yes. But I remember like it was always disappointing because you're like, okay, I'm putting these fun things in my bath. And then they just like turn into like slippery little like things that like make your skin all filmy when you get out of the bath and you end up having like to take a shower anyway. Yeah. Um, That was one. I remember there was one thing in high school that I never like. I just saw YouTube videos of it, but you would like turn your bath into like a jelly texture. Like, and I always yeah. really wanted to try that. Like, that always sounded very fun to me. Um, any sort you of put bath a bunch of metamucil in your bath for your health in, in multiple ways, but I don't care. I always, I'm, yeah, a, I don't I'm know. a post-bath shower. Some people, some people shower pre-bath, I shower post-bath. Um, yeah, I'm not somebody, yeah. I mean, like, if I'm in the bath, I'm not there to get clean. I'm there yeah, to I'm hang there to out relax. and vibe. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm chill. just trying to vibe. Um, which, um, by the way, speaking of relaxing and chilling, I went and I got a deep tissue massage on mm, yum. Uh, Friday. And um, the lady told me that she was I was one of the tensest people she had ever worked on. So um, remember Damn. that next time you are telling me that I don't have trauma. Um, I <laughs> am one of the tensest people who that massage therapist has um, worked on. Um, And she tossed my head around like it was a basketball. Um, And it worked. But guess what? My shoulders hurt again. And I laughed when she said I should come back in two weeks. But um, after working all weekend, I'm feeling it again. I got to do my my stretches. Um, Okay, so she... Like, uh, Reed, the main character, has to, like, clean these girls' rooms. Um... Then um, Natasha, her new roommate, approaches her with, um, like, turns out her, uh, like, her taking of the pictures of Reed in the forest was not altruistic in her trying to be friends. Turns out she was capturing uh, blackmail images um, of Reed, like, drinking beer or, like, um, kissing that guy wit when she like, you know, claimed to have this yeah. boyfriend Thomas. Um, and she is essentially saying like, I'm mad that my friend Leanne, like these girls like got her kicked out. I know that they did it, but I don't have proof. So because you have an excuse to be in everyone's room, you have to go find proof for me or else like I'll show these pictures and you're going to get expelled for like drinking beer and kissing boys in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, and then, so she's basically like, okay, I got to snoop and find proof of this. So, by the way, these girls are, like, still being mean to her. Like, these girls are mean. They're, like, manipulating her. She, every morning, has to get them, like, breakfast. Like, she has to do all these tasks for them. Like, clean up their, like, vomit-ridden bathrooms. Um, And so, basically, like, she finds... There, I, I'm forgetting all these girls' names, but there's a girl, Kieran, who is, like, a model. And she finds in Kieran's closet, like, a little, like, decoupage box with all these pictures of pigs. And inside it are all these snack foods and then, like, a binging diary, essentially. Um, very fucked up. And then under this girl Taylor's bed, she finds, like, a stack of 50 pieces of paper that say, I am good enough, I am good enough, I am good enough, I am good enough. My issue here is that later in the book, this girl, because basically they learned that this was all a test. This was all a test to see if Reed would snitch on them because they did get Leanne kicked out. And then they're blackmailing because Leanne and Natasha were in a relationship and they're blackmailing to tell Leanne's parents and like, you know, out forcibly out her because her parents would freak out, which is bad. 
Yeah. Like, it's bad. Um, and then she's like, oh, these girls, actually, they're my best friends, even though they're they're blackmailing a girl. Um, they're blackmailing everyone. Her they're all blackmailing each other. Yeah. Yeah. But and but this pissed me off later because she was like, oh yeah, and my hands were tired from typing that. I'm like, you worked. Couldn't you just print out the same page again and again and again? Unless she it was, was writing it. Oh, she was writing it. Okay, that makes. It sense. It was handwritten. Yeah, it was handwritten. Yeah. Um, this was 2006. Um, yeah. they don't have printers back then. <laughs> um, I, I don't she, even it was know if her wheel was invented back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She. It was handwritten. Um, it sounds like. I don't know. It was like, sounds like my journal when I go to my like group therapy meditation. I mean, that's what my journal is basically. Because I only write in my journal when I'm like really like upset or in a bad mood. So yeah. Oh, it's not, I am good enough though. It's, it's, it's the opposite of that. Yeah. I am bad. 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 Um, And then in Ariana's room, she finds like a laptop with the incriminating evidence of, um, this girl, Leanne, like that, it's incriminating into that they, she, Leanne was cheating, but that they like set her up to, to take the downfall for it. Um, and then in, uh, Noelle's room, so Noelle's kind of the ringleader, she finds like, (laughs) well, she does find something that Jerry got in trouble for basically, uh, pictures of her boyfriend, uh, the the phrase erect penis was used, which did really gross was me out. Used. Um, yeah, I don't ever like Polaroids of her boyfriend. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, whatever, let's go to this party. So this party is like a party that you only get invited to if your family had connections to the school. Like you're only if your family. Legacy. Yeah. Like if you're a legacy private school student on the East Coast. So like if mm-hmm. your parents also went to these private boarding schools, like you get invited to this party. Yeah. So she so ends it's up literally. Getting, yeah. It's literally just a party for rich people. Right. Um, which she like really does not like being around which she feels guilty. And she also knows that her old roommate who she's still friends with, like likes him and has a crush on him, mm-hmm. but she wants to go to this party so bad. Well, I guess cause she thinks her boyfriend might be there too. That she decides, I'm going to go with Wit. Yeah. But then when they're there, she, like, kind of breaks up with him. Because he also had, like, been... He, like, bought her, like, diamond earrings. Um, and then he also, like, he took did. her for, to a restaurant where he was like, well, this restaurant's really old school, so the man orders for the woman. Yeah. Which, there are, to my knowledge, still a few places like that. What if you're going with, like, your brother or something? Or what if you're he going with He orders for woman? you. Doesn't your brother want... Doesn't your brother <laughs> want... <laughs> To uh, get you fed. I, uh. <laughs> I would I, honestly, I, I would love uh. for my brother to order for me. I know my brother would order me something good because he loves me and wants me to eat good. Um, yeah, I, yeah, my brother would pick something good, probably. And if you go with another woman, um, the one who's the boy orders. I think that's pretty clear. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Whichever one is the boy orders. I don't know why you would even ask that. <laughs> I think it's probably pretty obvious who would order. Um uh. The boy. Yeah, um, the boy. Whoever, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I'm, I don't know. Usually when I go to a restaurant, honestly, if I'm being totally real, like, Nick does, Nick order, does order for, me for you. a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes don't I don't want to have to read it. Well, and you can't yeah. read too, so that's. 
I also yeah. can't read, so it's it's a little prohibitive in that in that way. <laughs> you guys are um, wondering why Sophie always listens to the audiobooks. Well, honey. <laughs> yeah, it's because I can't. I have a book podcast, but I, I can't read, so I have to. I'm really audiobook dependent. Um, I did read this book, by the way. I did read it on internetarchive.org. Um, That's the place to go for mid-2000s paperback book Teen Girl yeah. series. That's the place to go, honestly, for anywhere. Like, if I can't, like, if I'm doing um, legal research or I'm, like, looking for some kind of, like, legal document or, like, legal book and I can't find, mm-hmm. like, the edition that I need in, like, the places that usually have them, nine times out of ten, Internet Archive will have them, which is very crazy. I'm like, why yeah. is somebody, like, scanning in this, like, legal theory book that 12 people read in 1970? But it's because they knew I would need it. They knew. I, I similarly with Scribd, I find stuff on Scribd. Like if I'm looking for the Smash songbook, which by the way, the listing on it on Amazon is like $700. Like that's because crazy. like it was only printed once, but I can find that shit on Scribd. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm plucking out my little keyboard, plucking out a, let me be your star. Um, yeah. And then, so they're at this party. That's when she finds out that like Natasha basically she admits to the girls are like I was spying on you because Natasha blackmailed and they're like whatever let's just go to this party and then she figures out the whole deal when when they're at the party she doesn't see Thomas there she thinks she does for a second she breaks up with Wit he's like whatever and then there's this other guy Josh who she's like actually I love Josh well Um, Josh was Thomas's roommate yeah Exactly. Um, and uh, Thomas, as I remember from the last book, was like kind of, he's a little erratic. He was just, because he was on coke, right? Like that, we learned that he like was acting strange with her because he was on drugs. But um, Josh is nice enough, I guess. Um, I, he wouldn't try to order for her at a restaurant. Um, I would be pissed if someone ordered for me at a restaurant. Um, if he didn't ask me what I wanted, like you just order and you're like a salad for her. Um but usually I want a salad. Usually I want a salad because Nick's getting something called like the big Buford Express that I can have pieces <laughs> of. He's getting something called uh, the Coco Key uh, Water Resort Smorgasbord. Yeah, uh, Which exactly. is where they put a slide up to your mouth and they just like yeah. shoot Dump a bunch of meat it. down it. Yeah, yeah, it's like Nick is literally ordering something called like biggest boys come here nom nom nom. <laughs> um, so that... So I can eat a salad and then, you know, like a quarter of whatever that is. Yeah. Um, oh, so they get back to the the um, school. Oh, and the other thing is that I think we forgot to mention this is that she, uh, Reed had found a note in one of her books that's like Thomas basically saying, sorry, babe, I'm going to break up with you because I have to go to I'm going to go to rehab and I don't want my parents to find out. But then so we're we're thinking like, OK, like she does know where she is, but he doesn't she doesn't want him to get in trouble. So she doesn't tell anyone. Which, bad idea. If your boyfriend goes missing, just tell tell the police uh, or tell the investigating powers uh, to, to try to find him. Um, but um, then they come back and there's all these police cars and they learn that they found Thomas's body. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. And then big cliffhanger. So we really didn't even get any, like, murder mystery in this book. No. Um, well, they're, they're going to make us read the third one just to get it. Yeah, they are. And, and so let's talk, like, let's, um, let's talk theories. Like, what do you think happened? Okay. So my theory, two theories, it could be Josh. I think it's Josh. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Is it possible we already talked, we already maybe looked up the ending and it was Josh or am I thinking of a different book? 
at this point, it's fully impossible. Don't look it up. Don't look it up because I you don't want me to. Okay. 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 We'll read the next one. Okay. um, At this point, it's impossible to say something about us looking up the ending does ring a bell. But I feel like we've looked up the ending to so many book series that we felt like we didn't want to read anymore. Yeah. We we weren't going to read anymore. So I don't want to know because I do actually want to read the next one. Okay, um, that's fair. Yeah, we, we'll read the next. Because I did enjoy, I enjoyed this one more. Um, yeah, it's a this good was more like what I, I wanted Gossip Girl to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, the characters, like, some of the, some of the girls, like, Taylor and Noel are a little, like, I don't need them, but. Um, yeah. Too many, there's one too many girls. If you're going to have a mean girl, yes. like, maybe make it only three of them, not four. Four is a lot to keep track of. Four is a lot of girls. That's actually a really good rule for anybody writing a book, which is that four yeah. is a lot of girls. They better all serve a purpose because it's like. Well, and the clip does that fine, I think, because Massey, Dylan, Alicia, Cliff, or Massey, Dylan, Alicia, uh, Kristen, that's four, but they're, they're all distinct enough. These girls are not distinct enough to make a difference. Yeah. And you can't just be like, one of them's a model. I think that's a yes. cop out. But even, even in the click, like I, you know, obviously. Kristen's we love kind of click. a. Exactly. Like Kristen click, and Dylan you can are, make are, it, are, yeah. No, Dylan needs to be there. Kristen doesn't necessarily need to be there. You could erase Kristen from the book and it would yeah. be the same book. Like, I don't really care about Kristen and the fact that she lives in an apartment. Like, that's not very, that doesn't, it doesn't totally justify her existence. And I feel the same way about, honestly, half the girls in this friend group. It's like, oh, you don't think you're good enough? Honey, get in line. Right, exactly. Yeah. um, I don't know. I So it is possible, I guess, that like, I don't think one of the girls did it. I think it's got to be Josh. Okay. And you know what? If that was a spoiler we learned and we're just insisting that that's our own idea, so be it. But I know that it's my own idea. Yeah. I know that's the only thing that I feel like could make sense here. Um, Because narratively, there's there's no reason for her to cozy up to Josh and be like, wow, Josh is my new protector, um, unless Josh is, in fact, the killer. And he's the only character with the motivation to do it because maybe he liked her and then. Because he did like her in the first book, I think. So I cannot maybe, fucking remember. Yeah, but like, but like, that's the only narrative kind of motivation that someone would have to kill um, him. So I don't know. I think like it's got to be Josh. I just don't think that yeah. girl is doing it. That would actually be really funny if the motivation for Josh to kill Thomas was that he likes the new girl. Being like, yeah. I will never succeed with the new girl with him still here. Like, I have to kill my drug addict roommate. Right, um, yeah. It's a funny, is a, is, it's a funny, but also very high school motivation for, for killing. Yeah, I think Josh killed him. And I also think it, it's pretty clear that Thomas did not write that letter. Right, yeah, for sure he didn't. One thing I wanted to talk about in this book, I don't know, because there's a lot of like stuff like, oh, you're a scholarship student. I think that her name maybe should be something other than Reed. Reed just sounds like so waspy, hoity-toity, um, as opposed to like some of the, even the other names in this, like Taylor or Ariana. Yeah. Like Reed sounds very um, uh, white collar. I agree. Her name is Reed. Um, Reed Brennan, right? Yeah, that's a very white, like that's a very white collar name. But I don't think that she's blue collar. Like I think that this girl is just no. like a like a middle class white collar girl. She's just not like hyper 
wealthy. Yeah. But Reed Brennan like, is a hyper wealthy name. Or my mom is yeah. addicted to pills and my dad's depressed or something. Get in line. Also, then she's like, there's one part where she's like, yeah, I have to call my ba- dad and beg him for money to shop at Land's End. That's right, Land's End. And I'm like, okay, if you're looking for, like, cheap clothing, Land's End is actually not even the way to go there. Like, Land's End is kind of expensive. I was going to say, I feel like Land's End is expensive. Like, I feel, I'm feel i not willingly yeah. going into Land's End being like, I'm going to get a bargain here today. Um, I feel like Land's End has a reputation for being, like, that and L.L. Bean, it's like, these are higher quality, but, like, they're, like, they're expensive. Oh, yeah. L.L. Bean. We have an L.L. Bean store in Columbus now. And, like, if you want a sweater in there, I hope you have $120. Right. Yeah, they're expensive. I used to read the L.L. Bean catalog. Like, that was, like, reading material for me when I was a child. That, and then we well, got they have that uh, giant Oriental Trading catalogs. Did you ever get oh, those? Oh, huge. Oh, huge. Those yeah. were big. Um, yeah. I also loved the Limited 2 used to send bitchin' catalogs with, like, pictures of little girls, like, playing with dogs in their clothes and stuff. Um, That's fun. That was a big one. Um, The other thing I want to say about this book is that it also is, it's totally a product of the same time as the QuickBooks when, like, calling someone poor was a legitimate insult. Like, now I feel like it's it's the reverse culturally. Like, Calling somebody like, oh, you're just like baby. rich. Yeah, like you're a Nepo baby. Like, I feel like that now is more like of a personal. Like, you wouldn't pull up on somebody and be like, you're fucking poor and think that right. you were genuinely digging into them. Yeah. Yeah. And and there was no kind of analysis of like how class, like class was like totally removed from any other factors here. Um they're all on an equal playing field with everything except yeah. for Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty dated in that way where it's like, it's no like now I say that. Yeah. No. And I, now I feel like these days, if you were to read this book, like these girls would all be like competing to be like, actually like my parents, like they work really hard and you know, I have like not had any privileges and, like, I've had to, like, work for everything I have. Like, I'm on scholarship here, like, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, we need Rather to read more than, private school books. I, I would be interested in reading more boarding school because we read prep, I feel like we've read every fucking boarding school book. Like, how many boarding school yeah. books could there possibly be? Well, there's My Dark Vanessa, but that's a, that's a little too... That's not a good subject or fun subject for us to discuss, but no. that one was... Let us know if you guys know of any other boarding school series um, that we got to check out. Yeah. I'd party at the boarding school. But but hey, I, I'll just add this. I'll, I'll add this warning in here that, you know, we've had people come for us in the past for not being sensitive enough to people at boarding schools. Oh, yeah. Um, and so this is to say that, um, you know, I am boarding school sensitive. I did go to a college where I lived in a dorm. And so I yes, relate yeah. to the boarding school experience. And I just want to let you guys know that you're valid. And if your dad paid for your high school education in cash, like that's a valid experience. And yeah. uh, I hope you're talking to somebody about that. Um, yeah, and I, I in no, no way. Because it does seem like there's like a one in two chance if you go to a a, a private boarding school that someone's getting murdered. So I hope that did not happen to you if you went to a Somebody's drinking in the woods and somebody is getting murdered. Um, I know one of my college um, friends, she went to a 
uh, high school boarding school, but it was just like in her town. Yeah. So I'll have to talk to her more about that experience if we do, because it wasn't like she's like going, like it was just like in her, connected to a university in her town, which I'd never heard of before. So she just kind of walked there, but other yeah, kids Yeah, basically, but she did live in the dorm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I'll have I to, just I'll have feel to get like, details on this. I feel like generally, like, actually the people in the United States of America that might be the hardest workers are whomever has to watch a dorm full of high school boarding school students. Even though in this book, like, the the teacher is, like, into it. Like, the teacher, like, hazes her, too, and it, or the house mistress or whatever, she, like, hazes her, and she's like, oh, you're gonna make my bed, too, right? And then she, like, walks her out to her date with, and was like, oh, he's handsome, about, like, the Whitaker boy, about the Dave, Dave Batista character. Adults are uh, bad. His head is so wrinkly. Uh, adults are bad. Um, yeah. Like, if you hang out with a bunch of high school students for a living... Interrogate you that. You better watch yourself. Interrogate yeah. that. Yeah. And I hope that you're I hope that you're drawing healthy boundaries. But I feel like our listeners are. I feel like our listeners who yeah. are high school teachers, um, you know, are yeah. the kind teacher that are like, definitely I think it's just like like and I don't and that's the thing too, is like you gotta be to want to do that. Like I think about like the RA directors who like lived in my Dorma College, like, that's a hard job. I mean, I guess the idea there is you do get free housing, which is a pretty big benefit, but it's yeah, housing I, that a, a child lives above you and is, like, jumping on their floor at 3 a.m., so I don't and know. And some might even say that that, that child's life is in your hands from time to time, so that, Yes, you know. exactly. That's what's hard about it. Yeah, college would be yeah. even worse, I think, in terms of, like, stupid shit that college kids do. Yeah, um, I, I can't And those RAs, my yeah. RAs were not, they were certainly not responsible one iota, so... No, hell no. Shout out to the RAs, though. You guys yeah. really scammed the university out of free housing, and and I stand with you for that. This has been Girls Like Us. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us on social media at Girls Like Us Show on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find our Frolic Sorority Sister podcast at frolic.media slash podcast. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash girls like us show. And as always, our lovely producer is Camden Stacy. And our theme music is by the wickedly talented one and only Leggy. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.